Aaron, what'd you say after uh, that defeat? Yeah, we're we're inventing new ways to lose hockey games right now. Um, you know, we we definitely played a lot harder, physic, more physical, with more passion tonight. Um, but you you got to mix that in with playing winning hockey, and we did that for for 40, 40 minutes tonight. We get a lead, and then we we turn a puck over at our blue line, two two, and turn another puck over at our blue line, three two. That's back to back nights that we we've, we've had two turnovers at our own blue line that cost us two goals and. You're not going to win hockey games when you, you leave your goalie out to dry that way. Um, you know, it's frustrating. You're looking, as a coach, you want to take some positives out of every night. And right now, with our group, you know what I mean, with, with us having the aspirations to win a trophy, there's there's nothing positive to take. It's a, it's a loss that puts us further back. Um, you know, it's, it's something that if it doesn't change, we're going to be out of this very quickly. Yeah. If one positive, it was that we played with more energy, but then the negative perhaps was put management. Yeah, I mean the puck manager wasn't terrible all night. It was just the third period. You know what I mean? I, I think we, I think we. Uh, I, I know you, you look at stats and it, it doesn't really matter at times. You know what I mean? But I think the shots were twenty-seven to thirteen after two periods. I don't think we gave them much. Um, but again, that's a one-one, one-one game. We score a big power play goal to go up two-one, and that's when you got to dig in and make sure. That's when pucks got to get deep. That's when you got to really dig in to play that winning hockey. And again, two turnovers cost us. Yeah. What do you do now between now and tomorrow? Yeah, we'll watch the tape and, and try to put something together, a game plan together um, that we think is going to help us win a hockey game tomorrow. Guys got to be ready to show up, play with that same mindset and, and, and energy tomorrow. Smaller rink, things are going to happen quick. You're going to have to be ready to, to defend early and often. And, and again, we've got to turn this thing around and find a way. Yeah, I'm sure you've been asked by Pete and by Bob as well about the league standings and that and how it affects us. It was a huge crucial two points drop tonight was it yeah absolutely i mean you know we i kind of ran the numbers where i felt like we i thought we were going to need to do the rest of the way i thought we were going to need to go four and two against cardiff belfast and guilford and and maybe you could have one loss um in the other seven games there that you played against the other teams six and one you know assuming that so now you're looking at having to go six and oh against the rest of those teams and and you know four and two against the big three there that that you're in competition with so Again, it's it's is it doable? Absolutely, we've won eleven games this year. Does our group need to figure it out and and start, you know, producing? Our, our top nine forwards have haven't scored a goal five on five in five games. You know, Thomas Petulay's got two, Brandon Whistle's got one. It's it's been fourth line production, so we need some guys to step up. Okay, we wish you well tomorrow. Thank you. That's it, Coach uh, Aaron Fox. Jonathan firmly joins me. I think uh, Aaron, you've just dropped something, fella. There you go. Um, we're on the uh, the away bench. First period, I was really pleased. I thought we showed a little bit of a passion, a little bit of emotion. I'm somebody who thinks sometimes you can shut the laptop, shut the video, forget the analytics and just work on a little bit of pride. And I thought we played that the first period. But then third period, we just seemed to just go astray again. We seem to forget that there's another team out there sometimes and we focus so much on what we're doing we're not always focusing on the fact there's another team out there trying to stop you and we've seen a lot of the Steelers right right this is a pass I'd love to play and I'm going to play it but it's not on someone's going to intercept that this shot is going to be blocked and too many sort of yeah just dumb turnovers just through you know there's someone else in another coloured shirt that's trying to stop you doing from what you want to do and uh they just didn't adapt to that tonight the first period was better but it didn't feel like old Steelers you know, it was still a 1-1 period. There was it a bit of energy, though, there which was, has been lacking of, in the last three or four games. Stuff, but we've seen 
an Aaron Fox team, you know, over the years, scoring bunches. I don't feel like this team's going to score in bunches again. It doesn't feel like one's bringing two, bringing three. You know, goals seem like rare one-off events sprinkled in at, at various different points. The power play, yes, there was a power play goal, but it didn't feel particularly threatening all through the night. And too many shooters, when they're in great positions, are, are missing the net. Yeah, Holster's saved plenty, but he should have had to save plenty more. Um, it's frustrating, disappointing, and <laughs> I almost feel like this was a game of chess. We'd, we'd resign. I didn't, I, there's not, a lot of fans. Not, that, not the king over. Yeah, a lot of fans just thinking, if we could just end the season, let's go on to the summer now. But there's a lot of games still to play. Well, there's eight here. There's eight here, and there's probably this Coventry team again yeah. in the playoffs. Um, you know, they fancy their chance of having home advantage in that series at this rate. <laughs> but, you know... Can this team knuckle down and win some tight hockey games, low scorers? Yeah, they, they can do. So, you know, there was a little bit of negativity in the media room, but I was trying to build the positive case that this team, unlike last year's team, has the potential to win some tight games. They're just not quite going our way all the time. They did go our way in the last two five games, 1-0, 1-0. But, you know, that's a, that's a team in, ninth, in eighth and ninth place. Um, got to start winning some games against other teams that aren't just uh, bottom dwellers. When I was walking down from the uh, the White House, I thought I must ask Jonathan how long it's been since our scorers scored, and Aaron answered that question: five games mm. running that our top nine haven't scored a an open play five on five goal. That's worrying. Yeah, it's not for lack of shots. The Steelers are not shot shy right now. <laughs> They're throwing plenty of pucks at goal, um, but it, there's just something missing. And I'm not a smart enough hockey person to identify what that thing is, but there's a, there's a missing ingredient somewhere. Because if this was the start of the season, you'd say, oh, these players just aren't, aren't very good. But we've seen from the start of the season that they are and that they can be. And first team to score 100 goals in the league, averaging over four goals a game, it's come to a grinding halt for no logical reason. This isn't injuries that has affected it. There have been a couple of niggles here and there, but... Why it's dried up like this, I have no answers. Um, I wish I did, because uh, I'd certainly let you know if, uh, if I do come up with well, anything. I think when all the ooh-ha was going on in the week, I was thinking the same thing in the past. I've always thought, well, this is a problem, this is what we need to resolve, and we've gone and resolved it. Whether that be a coach, whether that be a player, whether that be a, a, an owner, whether that mm. be whatever. And, and I'm thinking here now, everything is in place, but... It's, it's not happening, and I can't put my finger on it. Aaron can't put his finger on it. Tony can't put his finger on it. You and I can't put our fingers on it. It, it, it is a weird one. It's a, strange, it's a strange feel right now because you talk about put management. If these boys were 22, 23, coming first year pro, you can kind of give them that. They're learning the trade. But we've got like some seriously experienced players out there that are just making bad decision after bad decision. Yeah, well, let's, let's speak around to a positive because there's been a lot of talk about you know, and it's going to happen again with two breakaway goals. Where's the defence? Well, look to the first goal tonight and look at the play that Neverlinen makes on the blue line because Petgrave thinks, I've got a chance to sneak in round, sneak in here unseen on the blind side. And Neverlinen thinks, right, I've seen him. I want to play the pass. And he just waits an extra moment, moves into a lane and gets it to Petgrave. Mm. And he finds Petule and we score. That is sensible Steelers hockey. It's players attacking unseen from unusual positions, and it works. But if the decisions aren't made well on the puck, then Pichet, sorry, then um, Petgrave's badly out of position. If 
never line and fires that into uh, the legs of a blaze player it's a two-on-one going the other way so you've got to balance the good offensive plays with the mistakes if that puck from Christo gets through to Petgrave he's going to be able to attack the slot and have a great shooting chance but Johnny Curran read it all the way and there's a breakaway the other way so the Steelers are trying to make the right plays and that's the way the Steelers have set up all season but it's just a little bit telegraphed sometimes and uh, yeah it's cost the Steelers today yeah. Foxy, Foxy went back with uh, his two trusted lines didn't he he went back with Newman mm. you know Allen um, and then he went with the, the Christo line with Lattle and Dowd that did so well early yeah. on yeah that's a I don't know. There's something about Martin Lattle at the moment. He's just when Lattle's happy and at his absolute best, he, he's he's as sick as a pig. In fairness, yeah, and so's Dowdy, and so's a couple just, of the others. But and you can see it because there isn't that. This, the effort is still there. Lattle's still driving, but I don't think he expects that he's going to score when he's driving forward now, like he was at the start of the season. And you know, Dowd missed a glorious chance at the end of the Fife game in overtime, and oh, it didn't cost us. Ultimately, that's just how it's been going, and. You're just waiting for that one to click because when Dowdy's hot, he can carry the team. He's done it in the past. Um, we don't need all the lines to be firing. But the Steelers, at the start of the season, were sharing the goals around. How many times did we have? Seven goals from seven scorers, six goals from six scorers, all the lines involved. If we could just get one line going, that'll just keep us, keep us running for a bit until we can get everyone else going. But at the moment, everyone's cold at the same time. Before we uh, leave the bench and go for a quick walk, very rarely do we say... Greenfield will want one back, but I think he probably will want that third one, yeah? I think he was worried about the reach of Tolberg. He's got a long stick, he's a fast skater, and he was bearing down quickly. And I think he probably did think about coming forward. I think Barry Brust would have come forward, taken puck, stick, man, and there'd have been an almighty crash between the hash marks, between the circles. Um, but Greenfield, that's, that's not his style. And just by hanging back, Tolberg could reach it and score. And then on the next one, I think a little bit spooked by not coming out, there's a half-hearted sort of little poke check and Curran just found it too easy to move it round him. So, yeah, there's no blame on a netminder in a one-on-one -on -one situation like that. But, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Let's um, go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. He's the last person who deserves Oh, 100% no. He's been... 100% uh, no criticism. So we walk onto the Steelers bench. This could be a quiet one tonight. We'll uh, have to pick and choose <laughs> yeah. who, we, uh, who we find. Of course, everybody's packing up and getting ready to go to uh, Coventry tomorrow. So all the bags are being packed. As we walk past the media room, we'll come back and I'm sure Pete Spencer will have a view. Um, Coventry are all packed up and they're just leaving the, uh, the building now. We walk down towards the stretch room. I don't know if I really want to go in there if we're going to... Pete's on his way back, and uh, hey Matt, and Pete's taking Matt Petgrave with him, poor old Matt, and most people, in fact, crikey, lots of people have gone, we walk into the physio room, we walk into the dressing room, and uh, most, of the, uh, most of the guys are gone, should we just wander back, mm. uh, they're all eating, what do you think running through Aaron's mind at the moment, because uh, the last couple of weeks is the first time since he came here, that he must be he must be feeling it at the moment. Nobody likes to uh, read the words and have that kind of pressure thrown upon you, do they? No, absolutely not. And it's a question of there must be a temptation to think, right, let's just tear up the playbook and do something different. 
there must be a thought in his mind of thinking, let's play, let's play Levine. Let's try something really different. Let's stick Graham on the second line. Let's separate Pet Graven. Let's just try something different. Because I think if you did just do a, a major reset, well, it can't be worse. I mean, it can be. You could lose 6-0 tomorrow. But I think the fans would be forgiving if the team just said, right, we're just going to try something different. I know this has worked in the past, but just until we can get a little bit of confidence back, let's try something a little bit more funky. Um, because there was no Alex Graham during that uh, third period, as far as I could tell. I don't think I saw him out there. Um, but yeah, let's let's give more let's give more ice time to that fourth line if they're the ones that are that are producing. Let's try a different setup on the power play. Let's give some players something different to try. And if it doesn't work, well, what they've been trying normally hasn't been working recently either. So I think that's possibly going to be in his mind for uh, something to try next. Thomas Petula gave us a little bit of energy in Manchester and he, he scores and then uh, scores again tonight. But really, if Thomas Petula, and with the greatest respect as your go-to guy, you've got some problems here. We've got some experienced players there that are just suffering major confidence issues. It must be. Because we've got a top six or a top nine mm. that you would look at and you'd be very pleased with. Yeah. And, and he just looks like they've never played together at the moment. And they whether it's gripping the stick too tight, whether it's over-trying, whether it's a bit of illness, whether it... I don't know. Um, but but right now, he's, he's got some... He ain't sleeping a lot tonight, is he? No. Um, I mean, Petule, I think, had gone, like, 20 games without a goal before his 2-2. Two two. So, you know, he, he was a player that was... Let's be honest, I think if other players were in, were fit... You know, if Mitchell was uh, was available, Petule maybe wouldn't be playing. You know, he was fighting for that sort of fourth line spot with Mason Mitchell, but you know, Mason's out, Pichet's out, and you know, Thomas has, has had the game time and not really produced an awful lot. Um, but yeah, it's you just feel that you know all that all those players on the top line that all got to twenty goals, thinking, well, they'll be they should all be on thirty by now, but you know, they're stuck where they are and. Not often than I'm lost for words, Dave. No. Me and, and you, do you know me what? And you and Jonathan Phillips has just walked past there. If, we'd, if I'd have just said to Jono, Jono can have a word, he'd have come and added a word. I don't want to put yeah, him in that position right now. He doesn't, he doesn't need to do he's, that. He's and, and you know what? He, he kindly came and did two or three photographs on the bench for us tonight. And when he, when he came off, you know, and he, you could tell the... You could just tell. Normally, John is great, and he, and he did. He did all the things as professionally as you'd expect him to do. But I think he's probably feeling it right now for a multitude of reasons. He's not yeah. how he wants it to end, is it? No, and your final question to him was, uh, you know, one more, uh, one more trophy lift. Said, Absolutely. Feels a million miles away right now. Um, but it's, it's, it's possible. Um, there's still such a long way to go. It feels later in the season than it actually is somehow. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't actually agree with what Aaron said in terms of, oh, if we win this many games, um, I think his numbers were a bit light, even, you know, not taking into account, you know, this result, you know, penciling this one in as a win, thinking four and two and then six others. I think it'd need to be more than that because I don't see Belfast losing enough other games. They're just wiping the floor with everyone right now in a way that it's difficult to see them stopping. I suppose maybe they thought the same of the Steelers a couple of months ago, but... Well, they're having that run right now that we had two months ago, aren't they? Yeah, but that Steelers winning run of uh, 11, 11, 12 straight games around Christmas, look where those teams are in the league. And they're all the teams in the bottom half. There's wins against Manchester and Dundee, and Fife and Glasgow and Nottingham. 
and then the game winning run came to an end against Cardiff and then there was a game against Guildford and lost that one as well and all the wins in that run didn't realise it at the yeah. time but as the league table has shaken out it's all the teams down at the bottom and not enough wins against the teams at the top we walk into the media room where uh, it's a little solemn it could be worse people Kieran could be here um, I'm glad I'm not responsible for social media tonight exactly so. yeah they're corny it's all yours tonight kid it's all yours tonight um, let's go let's just have one quick word with Dean because <laughs> there's nobody else Dean put a smile on our faces give me one positive give me one negative from tonight kid oh crikey um Positive, got some great pictures of the battles and the fights and the scrums and things like that. I was expecting for more, to be fair. I yeah, like, I know you were, but I can't think we're positive other than that, David, right now. Yeah. What's it like on the bench? What's the atmosphere on the bench at 3 2, 3 3? We're getting back to 3 3. You're there, you're right in the middle of it. You can feel the pulse. Yeah, it bounces. It bounces. The guys are on top of each other. They're really kind of spurring each other on. And then when the fourth and certainly when the fifth goes in, you can just feel the energy sucked out of the guys. They're just disappointed. Um, I always find it interesting kind of reading the social media and seeing the comments about these guys don't care. Oh, my God. These guys do care. They care a lot. Things just aren't going the way. Bad days at the office regularly, aren't they? Yeah. OK. Well, I think that kind of susses us out for tonight. Uh, after a 5-3 defeat to the Coventry Blaze, we go to the Skydome again tomorrow. You can join us there. We'll be speaking with head coach Aaron Fox after the game. Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, watching, listening to the Steelers podcast.